quick disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to bestevershow.com. Everything you want is just outside of your fears. So many people have fears. We all do. But what are you doing to overcome that? So I just go out and do it and learn by doing and overcoming those fears. Welcome to the Best Ever Show, the world's longest-running daily commercial real estate podcast. Our hosts interview commercial real estate experts every day to get you the best advice ever with none of the fluffy stuff. Hello, Best Ever listeners. Welcome to the Best Real Estate Investing Advice Ever Show. I'm Ash Patel, and I'm with today's guest, Max Moala. Max is joining us from Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas. He is the founder and CEO of API Investments, a multifamily syndication company. Max's portfolio consists of being a GP on 66 units and an LP on 150 units. Max, thank you for joining us. And how are you today? Ash, very happy to be here. And it's our pleasure, Max. Max, before we get started, can you give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on now? Yeah, so grew up in Polynesian Pacific Islander. I was actually going through the corporate route here. Went to school for the David Eccles School of Business and found myself working corporate. I worked it long enough to realize that was something I didn't want to do. So actually this year, January of 2022, my wife and I had decided to come up with a plan and we literally burned the ships, sold our home, moved here to Dallas, Texas in pursuit of the American dream. So here we are today. Couldn't be more excited for the future. All right. How did you guys make that decision to just move forward, sell your house? Where were you moving from? My wife was from Arizona and that's where we were at. I played football for the University of Utah. And then after my, during my senior year, my wife had asked me, she's like, Hey, do you want to move to Arizona when you're done with school? And I said, why not? Let's do it. So that's how we moved to Arizona. And we were there for eight years, had a great life. And some great growth. And then why did you ahead. move to Texas? One of my really good friends has been in the multifamily space for about six years. And he was the one that kind of piqued my interest on it. And we were talking about just doing it. And to be honest, my family, my parents were very successful real estate investors, but they were in the single family space. And in 2008, like many of the people, they were hit very hard and lost everything. So it was a very big scar for our family because me being the oldest in my family and I was helping out in the business, we we're big flippers and had some rentals. Getting into real estate was terrifying. Seeing my family go from very happy to it was almost a scene of the transition from seeing someone turn from Tigger in Winnie the Pooh to Eeyore. So I wanted to do real estate and I was scared to because of seeing that loss that we had experienced. So I went corporate route because it was safe. But in the back of my mind, I always wanted to do real estate. So here we are. My wife saw how hard I was working, but unhappy I was. And she always knew because we communicated a lot. And she said, Max, if anyone were to fail, and I don't think you would because you work so hard, we would be okay. So she just having that support from my wife to know that even if we fail and went homeless, we would still be okay. That gave me all the support I needed to be able to burn the ships now. We did come up with a plan. We made savings. I had a side hustle. I was wholesaling on the side of my W-2 and I was making great money working W-2. But multifamily was the end goal of what we wanted to get to into long-term holds. Max, yeah. that's incredible, man. I got chills. 
So not only was your wife 100% supportive of a drastic change in course from the corporate world to moving and going into multifamily, but I feel like you also had something to prove to your parents, kind of like a little bit of PTSD where you got to get back on the horse once you fall off, right? Yeah. Every time I do talk to my mom, who was the big pusher and, and hustle and built the empire that they were up to build, I could feel the pain every time, which helps me stay grounded, especially during now, because just almost getting that same PTSD. But I always think, hey, that, I know that's what you went through, but this is something that I feel I need to go through. But always remembering what she went through and seeing that really keeps me grounded as far as when you're looking at multifamily deals now. And that's something I never want to experience ever again for not only for my family, but even our investors as well. So very, very careful with any type of underwriting and analyzing deals and taking investors' money, to be honest. Max, when you're underwriting and analyzing, are you playing that what-if scenario to the extreme? 100%. You play the what-if scenario. I know a lot of investors now is like, hey, I can bump rents up. X, Y, and Z, but you're also looking at inflection. So expenses are also going up. So you're looking like, well, what if this happens? And if this happens, and I look at the worst case scenario and at the worst case scenario, if it still looks like it can work out, then I'll move forward. So now they call it like kissing a lot of frogs. I just pass on deals. It's just, I'm not the buyer. I'm not willing to take that risk because of the experiences that I had. It was something I never want to go through again, honestly. Good for you. So I teach a commercial mastermind and I see a lot of my students coming in doing these pro formas on, Hey, listen, I'm going to get rents closer to market in three years. And I see all these different projections on the upside. And I'm like, Hey, what happens if you lose three commercial tenants? What does that do to your performa? Can you absorb that? And now you have a declining strip mall. Now what? So I'm glad yeah. you brought that up. So important. Do those what ifs, just because historically rents have risen 18% in your market. Do the what ifs. What if something changes, right? Right. Good for you, man. I'm glad you brought that up. So you moved to Texas and you connect with your buddy that's in multifamily. What did you start off doing? So what's funny is I moved here and because he was already investing in multifamily before the whole COVID, pre-COVID, he got really spoiled with what he was able to acquire these properties. He's a single owner operator. So we was looking at deals and he was like, man, there's just no good deals right now. So we have to wait. Well, I moved my family here. <laughs> I have no more income. And, and so and bro, I'm like, we can't wait, bro. We can't wait. <laughs> I burned the ships. It's sink or swim. I got to go. So I ended up joining a coaching program and just learning the syndication side because he was just doing this all by himself. He's basically doing the Burr method was single families, but he was doing that with multifamily. A six years has been very successful, but I couldn't wait. And so I continued to focus more on wholesaling and been able to be successful to help bring some income in. But at the same time, I was learning, networking as hard as I could to meet as many people as I could. So just trying to make things happen. And so all the things that's happened in this short amount of time, I know I'm headed in the right direction and I do not regret the decisions we made. So it's really exciting. Max, what is it that happened in a short amount of time? I joined the program in February and February till now, it's March 18th. So been able to be May. become it's a May GP 18th, on brother. 16th. May. <laughs> Man, yeah. <laughs> May 18th. Thank you. 
So not only being able to acquire a home, a duplex, but also be GP on 66 units, that was also an off-market deal. And then investing passively on a 160-unit deal. And then we also have 30 units under contract right now that we're closing in the next month. That's June 15th. And then also in the middle of negotiations with a few other direct sellers here. So it's happening fast. How did you become a GP on that property? Networking was a big part of it. The coaching program that I had joined and many of the deals come across, you join these networks and you'll see a lot of deals. And I've been very picky because of my past experience, right? Picking partners. And I looked at the team and there's a lot of times I've turned down deals just because the team didn't have what I feel like I can learn from them. So I think there's three parts to multifamily to make it work. It's finding the deal, being able to raise the capital to close the deal, and then the asset management piece. I come from the corporate background and I've been able to end business and I've been able to kind of work business plans and talk about decreasing expenses, increasing income, and hoping that can translate to multifamily. I don't know. So that's where I feel like I needed the biggest piece to work on. So one of my coaches had brought a deal to me and I looked at it. I trusted her and her partner. They have a lot of experience with asset management. And I said, yes, I can help you raise capital, but I need to be on the asset management team. And that's going to be the only stipulation. And I was okay if they said no. Fortunately, she was very helpful. And she said, yes, if you want to learn asset management, you can join us and you can get a GP spot. And so that's how I was able to get that spot here in such a short amount of time. We'll get back to the show with first some sponsors I'm confident you'll find value in learning more about. When it comes to scaling your real estate business, is lack of capital holding you back? Raising private capital on demand can be a major challenge, but you can get the knowledge and tools you need to succeed when you attend Dana Cornell's four-week Raise Capital Masterclass Live. After starting out with no capital or relationships, Dana has raised over $1 billion twice in the past 20 years, and he has made it his mission to share the best of what he's learned with business owners and investors like you. You can learn more at danacornell.com forward slash best ever. Dana's Raise Capital Masterclass Live allows you to immediately unlock and raise capital on demand, drastically increasing your business's growth. If you're ready to take your business to the next level, go to danacornell.com forward slash best ever to enroll today. I'd like to introduce you to my good friends over at passiveinvesting.com, a private equity real estate firm based out of the Carolinas. Passiveinvesting.com makes it easy for you to start investing in real estate. They focus on acquiring institutional quality apartments and self-storage facilities with private accredited investor funds. They also have a real estate debt fund that offers hard money loans to local fix and flippers across the U.S., which currently has a 0% default rate. With a portfolio of over $700 million in assets and controlling over $250 million in equity, they know how to secure the best deals and how to avoid the red flags. If you are interested in learning more, please reach out directly to PassiveInvesting.com and request the free Passive investor guide that outlines the seven red flags for passive apartment and self-storage investing. Visit PassiveInvesting.com forward slash red flags to download that PDF now. That's PassiveInvesting.com forward slash red flags. You straight hustled your way onto the GP side. Still hustling. Listen, I got to ask you, man, you just moved to Texas. How'd you raise money? Family and friends. It's hard when they know you as, hey, you're Max Mwala, you're not the real estate investor. You're Max Mwala, the former football player, the, the funny guy who likes to joke around. Who I think you had some business experience. So 
the way that I had to sell it off is you look at those metrics, the population growth, the employment growth, but then you talk about the partners and their experience. So that's how I was able to take the focus on me, the very inexperienced operator, new to investor, to this is who I'm partnering with. And they have a ton of experience and they've had very successful experience and they've gone through many real estate cycles. So I trust them. I know you trust me. And I think this is a fantastic deal because I've been vetting all of these deals coming through. So sometimes with our investors, we only get one shot and I wanted our first shot to be a great one. It's not sometimes, man. It's every time you get one shot. <laughs> every time. Yeah. Yeah. Break down what it is for our best ever listeners that made you successful in a very short amount of time. What are some key attributes? You have to know what you want. I wake up every morning terrified because I burned the ships. You think about, hey, there is no retreat. I don't have a safety net. And that gets me going. And that can also be terrifying for many others. But for me, I love having that stress, having that pressure put on me. So knowing what you want, and then every day you have to do something that's going to move that needle closer. Whether you're doing this part-time, spare time, around the cracks of your life, have there's that one item that you're going to do every day to work closer to it. Whether that's contacting a broker, talking to someone who can invest, or going to meetups. So I think you're being very clear on what you want and telling people what you're looking for, but how you can add value because there's many successful operators out there and they're all being contacted with and want to be brought to deals and they're constantly being scratched at for their time, but how can you help them reach their goals? So as you can work together to help each other reach your goals, I think there's synergy there. I love it. Max, what's next for you? Man, what's next? Trying to take over the world, really. I'd love to be the best ever investor in, in real estate, period. But I think it comes as being very focused on focusing on multifamily but also not putting aside my true values. I value my family, my wife and kids very, very much and not forgetting them. Although it's very hard, very driven and very focused. And I think I'm a workaholic, but taking care of those aspects. And so it's the world is my oyster, I guess. It's, it's up to think my fingertips. All right. I love that macro view of what's next. What are the next steps you're going to do to get there? And are you going to continue to raise capital are you going to look for deals? Are you going to look for partners? So I do have some partners that we've been working with very, very closely. And actually this morning we sat down and we had a goal like, hey, here's our 10-year, five-year, three-year, one-year goal. And we broke it down very macro and micro to how we were going to accomplish those goals. And so, yes, as far as investors, talking constantly to investors, just keeping them in the loop, letting them know that this is what we're doing. This is what I'm doing. I'm very serious about this. Serious is a heart attack. And then looking for deals. So we're going both ways, going through brokers and then also going direct to seller. And Max, you have new partners that you're working with, right? Because you've not been in this game very long. Yeah. Um, I've had this experience where I've had partners where I'm all in, it's new, and it's not what I expected. They're not putting in the same grind you're putting in. If you were in that scenario, how would you handle that? Great question. I think communication is going to be key to any relationship. So if you feel like in business, they call it social loafing, where the others are loafing because they feel like you're going to carry the weight for the, of the team. I think you need to be able to voice that. And we have a great partnership where we're all very vocal and we're able to just air out how our feelings are. But then if that happened, 
I think there has to be a point where, hey, guys, it's not working out. I wish you the best. So I think we separate in our part ways. And being able to just separate from that relationship healthily and just wishing them the best. So I hope that doesn't happen because I very appreciate working together with, with these individuals here. I think we all have the same alignment of interests and our goals and what we'd want long-term for ourselves, for our families. But we have, there is that reality, right? Yeah, that's a good answer. I found out that I'm not very good at having those difficult conversations. So <laughs> I wish I had you for advice back in the day. <laughs> Max, yeah. what, is, what is your best real estate investing advice ever? Two things. Go out and do. Man, John Maxwell, what he says was, if you really want to achieve your dreams, I mean, really want them, you have to be willing to go out and fail. Fail fast, fail often, but always failing forward. And then second one is everything you want is just outside of your fears. So many people have fears. We all do. But what are you doing to overcome that? So I just go out and do it and, and learn by doing and overcoming those fears. Max, are you ready for the best ever lightning round? Let's go. All right, Max, what's the best ever book you recently read? And reading The Millionaire Real Estate Investor by Gary Keller. Love the book. What's your big takeaway from that? It talks about a lot about money, not being just what you can do with the money, which I love. It's not always just about the money to have, but what you can do. And it talks about mindset, and I'm huge on mindset, personal development. And then it just takes away things on how you can become a millionaire real estate investor. It's not just gambling, but really mitigating that risk so you can become a millionaire real estate investor. Max, what's the best ever way you like to give back? Man, I love to be a hope dealer. I post pretty regularly on LinkedIn, and it's always just stories of hope, my own story. And I love to give back to my community and family and just kind of spending time with them here. I love it. I want to share something. I interviewed somebody a long time ago, and I wish I remember who told me this, but they said every morning when they're on the treadmill, they send two voice memos to people to take out their phone. Hey, just want to let you know, I'm thinking about you, man. Hope you have a great day. And that was, yeah, like, yeah. I, I always meant to do that, but you know, I've taken baby steps and I'll text people. Hey, hope you're doing well. Just thinking about you. So I love that. You're a hope dealer. Very cool, yeah, man. I do that often. I go to my phone and either shoot a text or call someone to check up on them. Yeah, that's great. And Max, how can the best ever listeners reach out to you? Yeah, there's three ways. LinkedIn is probably the easiest way. There's my website. It's my AP investments. And then my email, max at my AP investments.com. Hey, Max, I got to thank you for sharing your inspiring story, man. You started out in the corporate route. You had some rough experiences with your parents being very successful and then losing everything in 2008. You've got an incredibly supportive wife and you're doing great things. So thank you for sharing your story and your inspiration with us today. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Let's go get it. <laughs> Hell yeah. Best ever listeners. <laughs> thank you so much for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a five-star review, share the podcast with someone you think can benefit from it. Also follow, subscribe, and have a best ever day.